window. It's amazing. We're finishing out the week already this Friday. And we started talking yesterday about the doctrine of salvation, and there's so many components to that, but I know you have a real favorite to talk to us about today. I do. And like I said yesterday, when you start thinking about regeneration, God giving us new life, and, and sanctification, how that we, we're made every day more like Jesus Christ until we're made like Christ, or glorification, which is what will ultimately be, you know, it's the final product of salvation in heaven. It's really hard to say that one is your favorite, but I, I love the doctrine of justification it is it is just such a glorious doctrine to me and i think it's because i feel my own sinfulness that i love justification so much and here is the question how can a person who is a sinner go to heaven um if you think about the holiness and the righteousness of god and, and god not being able to touch sinners because he is holy and sinners not being able to get to god because they're sinners how does a person who is a sinner go to heaven? And, and, and someone will say, well, maybe it's just the people that are not that bad of sinners. And yet the Bible says, if you break the law at one point, you're guilty of breaking the whole law. So what that means is we are all total sinners. So how does God make a way for us to go to heaven? And, and you gotta understand it all starts with what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross and paying for our sin and then rising from the grave to validate that, which by the way, I start a brand new series called The Authentic Jesus the week after next. Um, and I can't wait to get to that. But this is where the doctrine of justification comes in. Because in justification, God, on the basis of what Jesus did for us on the cross, declares us innocent. Justification is a legal term, you know? Uh, there's, you, you can use all kinds of human illustrations, but they all break down at some point. But here's the thing. Someone can go to trial, and if they're, if, they're, if they're tried for a crime and the jury declares them innocent, then they're innocent in the eyes of the law. And like I said, that's not a perfect il illustration because in our case, it's not like we somehow snookered the jury or we somehow managed to get a verdict based on insufficient evidence or something. It's not like that at all. Our verdict is based on Jesus paying for our sins on the cross. So in essence, we our verdict is guilty. As far Jesus as our own behavior, paid, yes, right. But, but Jesus paid the price so that we could be innocent because we have his righteousness. And, and I think the reason why what you're saying is so important is a lot of times our feelings come into play here. Because we, we know that we've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but we also know that we're a sinner. And, and, and that's where justification comes in because it is a legal declaration in the sight of God that we are innocent based on the blood of Jesus has paid for our sins. We are declared legally innocent. There, if, you look, if you want to read about this more, I think a lot of the book of Romans uh, is, is in this is on this topic and, and Romans is a book that kind of stacks it, it builds chapter on chapter like for instance if you go to chapter one it's like the the secular sinner is guilty before God and then you go to chapter two the religious sinner is guilty before God chapter three all are guilty before God you know Romans 3 10 there's none righteous no not one Romans 3 23 all of sin it comes short of the glory of God but at, in Romans chapter 3, the Bible begins this message that says, but there is a way to be right with God without keeping the law. And it, that's where the Bible goes in justification. So if you're interested in reading on this, I really would encourage you to read, especially Romans chapters 3 and 4. But in Romans chapter 4, there is a favorite verse of mine, and it is verse 5, where the Bible says, however, to the one who does not work, in other words, doesn't trust his own righteousness, but 
Trust God who justifies the ungodly. Their faith is credited as righteousness. I love the line, God justifies the ungodly. Mm. And you know, outside of my Bible, my favorite book in the world is Charles Spurgeon's All of Grace. And in a little paperback book, Spurgeon talks about this one line for several chapters, God justifies the ungodly. You know, and he, he takes almost, takes it almost word by word. One chapter is on God justifies the ungodly. And then God justifies the ungodly. And he's saying, if you feel ungodly, then you're the one person mm -hmm. that God can help. And then God justifies the ungodly. He makes them righteous in his sight. And I love, I love one part of his book where he said, only God could justify the ungodly and only God would want to justify the ungodly, you know. But it is, to me, this is such a powerful, powerful teaching. Yes. What do you think, Marielle? Well, and I, it takes me back to John 3 because the way to have that justification is believing on mm -hmm. the Lord Jesus Christ. And through that belief and putting our trust in Him, that's when that new life comes. And when that new life comes, that justification comes. And so we have that standing. I love the illustration you used to use. Um, you know, if, if you think about the fact that we are all sinners, we all know, just like you said, Romans 3.23, we're all guilty. But if you, if you were to just envision every sin you've ever committed there's there's the sins of commission and then there's the sins of omission it would be a really really long list maybe it would take multiple multiple pages but if you were to think of all that compiled together as a big invoice and it would be like what what you can't pay mm -hmm. you know it's that big bill that arrives in the mailbox and you dread it because you're not sure you can even make the minimum payment, much right. less the principal. And you know you're indebted for what seems like forever and there's no way out. And that's what our sin debt is. It's an invoice we can never pay. But Jesus, when he died on the cross, as Colossians tells us, he canceled that debt. And so the scripture tells us we, what we have is we're wrapped in this covering of sin and Jesus is wrapped in this righteousness and he gives us a trade because he affected that when he died on the cross. So he, he takes on himself our sin and he in, in replacement of that, he puts his righteousness on Well, us. I don't wanna go down this road too much because I, if I'm not careful, I'll start sounding like a, a seminary teacher, but there is actually another doctrine of salvation called imputation, imputation yes. in which our sins are transferred onto Christ and his righteousness is transferred to us. And again, we may not feel these things, but it's not a matter of feeling, it's a matter of legal these are legal terms. And it's not like, you know, I hear that license to sin. This is no. not, you get in free, go sin all you want. Because Jesus paid for those sins. He paid the full penalty for those sins. They weren't free. They, it wasn't a get in, get in whatever free. Jesus paid the full price, but we are the recipient of him paying the penalty for us when we receive his, as you said, the doctrine of imputation, his righteousness is imputed to us. We're wrapped in his righteousness. So, um, you know, I, I think there's so many components of this, but like you said earlier, we never are worthy. We never feel worthy and we can get really frustrated. And, and when we talked about Satan, remember one of the things he likes to do is accuse us. Well, well, I mean, he, he does. I mean, Satan accuses God to us. He accuses us to God. He accuses us to each other. He accuses other people to us. He mm -hmm. accuses us to ourselves. So when we, yeah, when we wake up in the morning and we look at the mirror and we're so disappointed in ourselves, 
and we're frustrated with ourselves and and we feel like i'm never going to get this right and and we go before god and we repent and ask for his forgiveness and satan is over here saying see i told you so you never could yeah. you never will and, and and here's the thing and i don't want to get ahead of ourselves but we're going to talk about sanctification yes yes and and, and, and and that's the process where god takes god works on the fact that we're still we're, we're still developing mm -hmm. but but here's the thing salvation as far as like us being right with god it's not like well god works on us in the process of sanctification makes us more and more and more like jesus then finally okay we're good enough we would never be he gives us he gives us that good enough standing at the beginning right he gives us that and then begins to work on the process of and sanctification. i think as as a christian every single day we need to stop and, and give that consideration to remember what our standing is before god yeah and let me read this one more time it says this is this is romans 4 5 to the one who does not work and in that particular expression it means does not count on their trusting works, in your works but, for but this person trusts god who justifies the ungodly the bible says their faith is credited for righteousness yeah yeah so just get Satan's face I know I know I've, I've messed up again <laughs> but go see Jesus he, he's it's it's his um, it's his payment that is given me my savings so. you, you remember an old story that's very special to me um, I remember there was a, a man who wanted to talk to me he was an attorney um, and he was not sure about faith he was not he had had been in early life an agnostic, but he was searching, and uh, I remember talking to him for the first time and, and asking him if he had a Bible, and he said, "Well, not." He thought he had one somewhere, and I gave him my Bible, and he, he, at first he didn't. Want, he, I don't want to take your Bible, but he said, "I said, yeah." He, he, he I said to him, and and I had learned that he was one of the best trial lawyers mm -hmm. in the country, and uh, I said, "There's a book in the Bible that's written by a lawyer." It's called Romans, and I said, read it, and then when you get when you finish it, uh, call me, and we'll go to lunch. And it was like less than a week later, he called me and said, I've read it four times. When do we go to lunch? And so I remember we we sat down at an Applebee's, and he said, if I read this right, mm -hmm. there is a way to be right with God without being perfect. Yes. And I said, congratulations, you just honed in on the theme of the book of Romans. And of course, it was not long after that you remember he accepted Christ. And, yes and we saw him baptized. Um, this is a great teaching. And again, I guess I feel inadequate, Mary Alice, because we could talk for days mm -hmm. about justification and we wouldn't even begin to touch the hem of the garment, but it is true. Only God would want to justify the ungodly. And I gotta say one more time, what Charles Spurgeon said, if you feel ungodly, you're the brave person. That That's right. God, God can do something. And, and to know, based on the scripture, that if we trust Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we are justified. That should put a smile on our face and joy in our heart because we had that right standing before God. Wow. Well, that's, this is wonderful. Mary Alice, would you pray for us today? Yes, let's pray. Oh, Father, thank you so much for the justification that we enjoy because of Jesus Christ. And I just pray as we go through this day that you would remind us and comfort our hearts to know that our standing before you is dependent on Jesus and not on ourselves. And we're so thankful. And I just pray that you be with each and every person watching or listening today. Guide us through this day. Reassure our hearts um, with the confidence of knowing we are your child. And provide what needs to be provided as only you know. Father, we don't know all the stories that are going on, all the challenges that are being faced, but you know each and every one. 
And I just pray that you'd wrap each one in your loving arms, draw them close to yourself, uh, bring to whatever situation they're facing exactly what needs to be there and carry them through. We're going to be careful to give you the glory and the honor and the praise. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on Noah's Window today. We appreciate it. We'll be back, God willing, one more time to talk about one of the great teachings of salvation yes. tomorrow. Yes. More to come, so we're going to look forward to that. We'll see you guys next Monday. God bless. I said tomorrow. I meant next Monday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they interpreted for you. Right. We'll see you soon. God see bless. See you soon.